We're going to be looking at John 15, 7 and 8. So because we must not live on bread alone, even the bread of the Lord's Supper, but every word that comes from the mouth of God, put your eyes on John chapter 15, verses 7 and 8. Hear the words of Jesus the night before he was crucified. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, whatever you want, and it will be given, it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. May the word of Christ dwell richly among us. Father, we pray now that you would open our eyes to see wonderful things here in your word. Turn our eyes from material gain, dishonest gain, and give us life in your ways. Turn our eyes from looking at vain things, empty things, worthless things. Teach us your ways. Open our hearts to you. Open our eyes to your glory. Help us to believe hard texts like this text, which gives so much life and joy and hope if we would know you through it and trust you in it. So may your spirit now give us the gift of faith, for apart from you, even as you say in this very chapter, apart from you, Lord Jesus, we can do nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. After being a 15-year-old with a broken heart, having been dumped by my girlfriend, I prayed to God. It was a sophomore year of high school, and I specifically asked God that my next girlfriend would be my last girlfriend, would be my wife. I prayed this, as best I could tell, I prayed this with the purest of motives to not want to just keep dating, but to glorify God with my life. God said no. My next girlfriend, my senior year of high school, turned out, was not a Christian, though I thought she was because she was teaching Sunday school for her kids, for the kids in the church. God said no to my honest, heartfelt, desiring God's glory type prayer. Jesus Christ, this same Thursday night of the text we just read, Thursday night of Passion Week. Do you guys know what Passion Week is? Passion meaning suffering, the week of suffering. His Passion Week, his last week of life, that Thursday night, he said in prayer to God, or he said to his disciples, I'm deeply grieved to the point of death. He goes out from his disciples and he prays. And we know Jesus prayed with a pure heart, right? There's no self-centered, sinful motive in Jesus at all. He prays, my father, let this cup pass from me. And God said no. So when you read verses like John 15, 7, and it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it'll be done for you. You read a text like that, and then you think of stories like Christ's, you say, is, is John 15, 7 really true? Is that true? Ask whatever you want. If, if, my word, if, I remain, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it'll be done for you. Doesn't seem like that's happening in my life, Lord. 
I know your word is inerrant and true, but it doesn't feel true. It doesn't seem to be true. Maybe it's too good to be true. Well, from this passage, I want to highlight for you four expectations that you ought to have when you pray. We ought to pray with expectations. Obviously, I believe this verse is true. But how is it true? I think we could learn this by, I think we could apply this verse in our lives by praying with expectation. As opposed to praying with cynicism or skepticism or doubt. Maybe you doubt because you've been hurt. Because you've really poured out your heart to God. And he seems to just say no. Sometimes heaven seems like it's locked with an iron gate or an iron wall and nothing can get through. No prayers can actually rise above your ceiling in your house or in your apartment or in your room. I want to encourage you to pray with great expectation. Here are four expectations when you pray. So look at the text with me. In John 15, we're going to get four expectations and I'm going to highlight them from John 15, verses 7 and 8. So John 15, 7 and 8. It says this. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want. And here's the first expectation. And it will be done for you. Ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. So the first thing you should expect, if it will be done for you, who's going to do it for you? God. You ask God. God will do it for you, and then it's done for you. So the first expectation is expect God to act. When you pray to God, if you remain in Christ, and Christ's words remain in you, ask whatever you want and expect God to act. Expect that God didn't mishear you. Expect that God was not too busy to pay attention to you. Expect that God was listening to you, that he heard you, and that he will act in response. He will react to your action of prayer. Now I'm a Calvinist, so you have to go beyond that. And the reason why you even want to pray is because God moved in you. So you're reacting to his action, but he's reacting to your reaction of prayer. So you pray, ask God whatever you want. As you abide in Christ and his words abide in you and expect that God will act. He will not only hear, he will act. And, and not only will he act, it says here, Jesus said, it'll be done for you. Expect God to give you what you're asking for. Okay, that's number one. Number two, from verse eight. Jesus says, my father is glorified by this. When you pray, and he's gonna tell us what he's glorified by, but let's get the second expectation right here. When you pray, Jesus says, when God answers your prayer, the father is what? Glorified. So expect God to be glorified. Expect God to glorify himself in answering your prayer. Expect God to glorify himself in hearing your prayer. God loves his glory. He loves to glorify himself because he's the most glor glorious being in the universe. And he loves to swallow us up in that glory. He loves to share that glory with us so that we enjoy his glory. So expect, brothers and sisters, that when you pray, if you're a Christian, if you abide in Christ, and his words abide in you, expect that God will glorify himself in response to your prayer. There's a third expectation. Look at verse 8 again. My father is glorified by this. And what is it? That you produce what? Much fruit. So here we have how the father is glorified by you producing much fruit. So here's a third expectation. Expect that you will produce fruit, that you will bear fruit. 
that as you pray to God, asking whatever you want, and as God responds and acts and glorifies himself, he glorifies himself by you producing fruit. So expect that God will change you. Expect to be changed by praying to God. And expect that not only will you be changed, but you will glorify God with the fruit of your life. It will make, it will have an effect. And then fourthly, from verse 8 again, it says not only that you produce much fruit, but he says, and what's another thing that will happen? When the Father's glorified, what's another way the Father's glorified? And you'll prove what? You'll prove to be Christ's disciples. You'll prove that you're a true Christian. You'll prove your Christian discipleship. So expect that you'll prove your Christian discipleship. So there's four expectations I want you to expect when you pray. I want you to pray more in 2021 than you've ever prayed before. One of the things we, we say regularly here at BBC is that we pray that the next season of our lives will be the most fruitful season of our lives. And so this week, what I'm calling you to do from this Sunday to next Sunday, last Sunday of this year, first Sunday of next year, for this week, we did a week of prayer for missions. I'm calling you on your own to spend a week of prayer where you're devoting yourself to pray. Pray more this week than you have any other week of this year. So if you pray 10, 10 minutes a day, pray 15 minutes a day. You pray 15 minutes a day, pray 20 minutes a day. Set a timer. And get with God. Put it in your schedule. Put it in your calendar. Set an alarm. Set the, set the time and place. And ask God whatever you want. As you abide in him and his words, Christ's words abide in you. And expect these four things. Expect that God will act. Expect God will glorify himself. Expect that you will produce much fruit. And expect that you will prove that you're truly a Christian in response to these prayers. And I want to get to that first part of verse 7. If you, Jesus is saying, if you abide in me, BBC, Christian, if you abide in me, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, then you ask whatever you wish. So our asking, our prayer requests are Jesus-centered, are Jesus-saturated, are Jesus-oriented. But still, it's whatever you want. Still, that doesn't change. It's whatever you want. As you love Jesus... As you meditate on Jesus, as you remain in Jesus, as you hear Jesus' words, as he remains in you, ask whatever you want and expect these things. Now, God said no to Jesus when Jesus asked for the cup to pass from him. But Jesus did, but God did not say no to Jesus' ultimate prayer. I didn't read the whole verse. This is what Jesus actually prayed. My father, if it is possible... Let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Did God answer that prayer? Did God act? Did, was it done for him what he prayed for? Did he bear much fruit? Jesus' ultimate prayer can also be seen in John 12. If, your Bible, if you're in John 12, turn to John 12, 27. Just turn back a few chapters in your Bible to John chapter 12, and you get this theme of prayer. You get this ultimate prayer of Jesus. So God said no to letting the cup pass, but not to the ultimate prayer of God's will being done. But look at John 12, 27. It says this.
Now my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour. Is that my prayer to you, Father? But that is why I came to this hour. Here's his prayer request. What's his prayer request in verse 28? Father, what? Glorify your name. See, this prayer here is tied to what Jesus is telling us later, that the Father is glorified in answering our prayer. And that's what Jesus prayed here. Father, glorify your name. I'm not going to pray to be saved from this hour, though he did pray, let this cup be passed from me. That was his prayer, save me from this hour. But ultimately, no, Lord, don't save me from this hour. Glorify your name is his ultimate prayer request. Now go to verse 23. It's tied to prayer and even to this passage with not only the glory of God, but fruit. Look at verse 23. Jesus replied to them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and what? And dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies... If it dies, what happens? It produces much what? Produces much fruit. The one who loves his life will lose it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. To bear fruit and to glorify the Father, you have to what? You have to die. Jesus had to die, right? He had to die. Like a grain that falls to the ground and dies, Jesus had to die. And only in that... Would he bear much fruit? And would Jesus die? He did die, right? The Lord Jesus that Thursday night prayed that prayer. Friday morning, he was arrested. He was tried. He was sentenced. By 9 a.m., he's hanging on a cross. For the next three hours there, he's being mocked and beaten and scorned and scoffed at. And then from 12 p.m. about noon to 3 p.m., he hangs in darkness as God glorifies himself in judging his son, in condemning his son, as Christ bore our sins and died for sinners. If you're not a Christian, this is the best news in the world. That God will answer your deepest prayer, or at least your biggest desire, the biggest desire you could possibly have, which is God himself, communion with God, joy in God. Christ Jesus came in the world. He hangs on the cross, not being delivered from the cup, but like the grain of wheat falling to the ground and dying, he dies on the cross for sinners, for your sins and my sins, so that if you would repent from your sins and trust in Jesus who died for your sins and rose from the dead, God would forgive you. He doesn't have to punish you anymore because he punished Jesus on the cross for you. If you would turn from your sins, and turn to God. If you would stop trusting your sins and trust Jesus instead. Jesus came to die, to glorify God and bear much fruit for non-Christians if they would repent and trust in Jesus. And then if you read verse 26 here, Jesus says to us now, Christians, those who follow him, if anyone serves me, he must what? Follow me. Where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So here in this verse, Jesus is calling us to follow him into serving, into dying, into praying, into fruit-bearing, and into glorifying God with our lives. So when we get to John 15, 7, Jesus tells us that God will answer our prayers. If anyone abides in me, 
the death-determined Savior, if anyone abides in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. Jesus prayed for the cup to be passed from him, yet he also prayed that the Father's will would be done because he expected that in his death he would bear much fruit. And did Jesus' death bear fruit? It bore the fruit of your conversion. It bore the fruit of your abiding in Christ, your remaining in Christ, your praying in Christ, your praying to God the Father in the name of Christ. It bore the fruit of God acting in answer to your prayers. It bore the fruit of God being glorified in your life. It bore the fruit of your fruit bearing because of Christ's death. And it bore the fruit of your proving that you're a disciple of Christ. Us gathering here tonight to hear a word from Jesus is the fruit of God answering Jesus' prayer. That he would bear much fruit in dying and glorifying the Father's name. All of this is accomplished because Jesus prayed and God answered his prayer in his death and resurrection so that you would pray more in 2021 than you've prayed in the previous years. God said no to my prayer. In high school and in college. But he said yes to my ultimate prayer. My prayer that he would give me a life that would bear fruit for his name. That's the ultimate prayer. He even gave me Francis. Who at the time of marriage, and even more so today, but at the time of marriage, was already, already visibly a more faithful Christian and suitable wife for me and my calling than anyone else that I prayed for before. God said no to part of my prayer, but he said yes to my ultimate prayer, which is that I would glorify him and bear fruit. God may say no to your requests, but he will give you your bigger requests. Ask whatever you want and it will be done for you, Jesus says. And he means that. Because oftentimes, your smaller requests are nestled together with your bigger requests. And you can't separate the two. But don't worry, God can. And he will make you glorify him. He will cause you to bear fruit. He will help you prove that you are his disciple. He will act for you. So pray. God is inviting you to pray more frequently and more audaciously in 2021 than you've ever prayed before. So if you remain in Christ and his words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Because our Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be a disciple of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would move us to pray. Our prayer request is that we'd pray more. That we would pray more this week than we have prayed this year, than any other week of the year, that we would pray in 2021 that we wouldn't even focus on how long we're praying but focus on you that your words would abide in us that we'd abide in you lord jesus and that we would ask you for whatever we want as we delight ourselves in you we trust that you will give us the desires of our hearts so lord change our hearts abide in us remain in us act bear fruit in us for the glory of your name heavenly father through your Son, and the power of your Spirit. Bless us now, even as we spend our time the rest of this evening 
doing our typical prayer time. But help us to pray with expectations that you will act, that we will bear fruit, that you will glorify your name, and that we will prove to be your disciples. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.